welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Female Empowered. I'm your host, Krista Gurka, and I'm excited about today's episode. So what I'm going to be going over today is how to do a quarterly review, because currently at the time of this recording, it is March 30, is it 30th or 31st? 30 days, half September, April, June, and about, so it's March 31st. And um, I am doing my quarterly review. So this might sound a little discombobulated because I have a lot of my reports up here and you're, you are listening, not watching me go through my reports. So if you feel me like a little bit distracted, it's because I'm looking at all my stuff. So if you do not do a quarterly review, I really am going to encourage you to do that. And so listen to this episode so you can hear how it is that my team and I sit down and do our quarterly reviews. Okay. So the very first thing we do is we go back and we look at all of the goals that we set up um, prior to the beginning of this quarter, which would have been, we set them up in December for Q1. And so I'm going to pull up my scorecard right here. Um, Where's my scorecard? Again, this is where I'm a little bit. Yep. Okay. So here's my scorecard. So I am looking at my scorecard. And for those of you that might be interested in watching this in real time, I would invite you to go check this out on my YouTube channel because you can see me share my screen. Okay. Um, So my quarterly goal for our revenue one was to be at $351,000 in revenue. And we actually hit um, $377,000 in revenue. So we surpassed that goal. We also, if you, if I look at my forecast, our forecast was, well, that's what our forecast told us it would to be at 351 and we surpassed that. We also now are going to look at our other goal was to be at, let me see, what was our goal here? For the quarter was to be at a 19% profit margin for our net profit. So remember net profit is So yes, we did $377,000 in revenue, but how much of that did we actually keep, okay? And if you listen to the podcast, that episode that aired the week of March, I don't know, what was it? March 
28, 29, something in there with Danielle Hayden. She talks about the balance sheet and the profit and loss and then your cash flow statements. We're going to talk a little bit about that today too. So if I look at my income statement, which is my P&L, and I can look at my profit and loss through the first through the first quarter of the year, I come all the way down here and wait, is this? Okay, so, so this is my trailing 12 months. This is not the one I want to look at. I want to look at, um, okay, year to date. So if you look at your P&L and you do year to date, my our profit margin year to date is 15.5%. Okay, so 15.5%. And so we missed the mark on net profit by about 4%. Actually, let me, that might not be correct. Let me look at the forecast here. So our forecast was 19% for one studio and 2% for the other. So actually we're right on target. So our forecast was to be at 16% and we're at 15.5. So we're right on target to be at our um, net uh, margin. Now, what Danielle talks about is this is very common in, in and, and if you want to look at what we did comparatively to as compared to last year, we are positive, okay, about 15%. Because at this time last year, if we compare it to January through March of 2022, we were we're at a positive percent, which we're at last year at this time, we were at a negative percent, okay? So now um, what happens to a lot of people is you're like, well, how come I'm profitable, but I don't have a lot of cash in the bank, okay? And that happens when we, so for example, in December, I prepaid a rent, I prepaid, I paid down all of our debt from COVID. So I paid about $35,000 in debt down. All right. I paid some credit cards. So what happens is when that doesn't line up equally with, with the, which is why what she talks about, like not having a spreadsheet, because you can't look at this stuff in the spreadsheet, doesn't always make sense. Okay. So even though we're positive, if I look at my trailing 12 months, so the last 12 months, so from March of 2022 till March of 2023, okay, our profit margin is 4.5%. So we are up from where we were in the time of March of 2022, but we are still down with what our annual goal is to be, which our annual goal is to be at 10%, okay? So now, again, what does that mean? If you're like, holy cow, these numbers are effing confusing, here's what that tells me, okay? That hopefully over the next quarter, if our revenue continues to grow as it is, all right, what will happen is we will start to level out. Okay, so what, what we can look at here too is that, so we are running at a 74% gross profit, which is good, okay? And our expenses 
right? So if we look at, this is another reason why I really love QuickBooks. I can look at all of my reports. So now if I want to compare this to percent of change to the previous year, okay? So from, so we're up 13 and a half percent in sales, all right? We are up 13 and a half percent in sales. We are up 22% in gross margin. So that's amazing. We're up about $60,000 in gross margin. And let's see, our cost of labor though, our cost of labor only went up 4%. So our revenue went up 20%, no, 13%, but our cost of labor only went up 4%. So if you can see 13% and then 4%, so over time we will catch up and we will become more profitable. Then if I go down and look at all of our expenses, Okay, total expenses, we are actually down 8%. Okay, so we're down 8% in total expenses. And we're also really net net, we are still down in total expenses, which is amazing. And our revenue is up 13%. So that is really, really good for what the future is going to hold for us if, our, if we can keep hitting those revenue numbers. Okay, so we have a 50% difference in net margin right now compared to this time last year, 50% positive. That's amazing. We're doing really well. Pilates in the Grove is doing really well. Now, I don't always just look at revenue. No, I do not. Why? Because revenue is a vanity metric, but profit is, is, is the real deal. So Showing us that our profit is growing, that our net profit is up by 50% is a great sign. Our total expenses are down by 8%, okay? Because how do you get your net revenue? How do you get your profit to be higher? You either increase the top line and make no change to your expenses, or you keep the sales the same and cut your expenses. Now we were able to do both. We were able to increase our top line, our revenue coming in, and we were able to cut our expenses. It's a win-win, win-win-win, winner-winner chicken dinner. Okay. So now how do we do that? We do that by breaking things down into more binary numbers. Now, what do I mean by that? So if you're like, well, how do I get to $350,000 in revenue? Well, one, if you really want to know how to do that, I would advise applying to join our inner circle because these are the conversations we have in, our, in this group. And if you want to be part of a conversation like this to understand these metrics, you'll want to apply to our inner circle. And you can do that by visiting www.kristagurka.com slash mentorship. I'm not sure if registration will be open at this point, but you can certainly get yourself on the wait list, all right? So the other thing that we do is we look at, okay, so what is it gonna take? Let's see if I can share this screen. Again, if you want to watch this in real time, go check out my YouTube channel, okay? Krista Gurka on YouTube. So how do we do that? We say if we wanna hit a certain revenue amount and we wanna stay at a certain profit, 
what we need to do is hit a certain amount of visits. So we know, okay, that we need to hit 1136 total class visits, 293 one-on-one -on -one sessions and 43 PT sessions in order to hit our revenue dollar and be at our profit margin that we want it to be at. Then in order to make sure that we stay at the right net margin, which is we're still keeping the right amount of money that we want to after everything is spent, we know that our expenses, okay, our expenses need to stay relatively at about, if you combine both studios, our expenses need to relatively stay at about 30, like $70,000. Okay. So that means that if we bring in 117,000, okay, a month, that means that we pay out about 70. Okay. So 70,000 is our break even number. And I back into how to keep our expenses at the right spot. And also then how, what kind of numbers do we need to hit? Cause it's much easier for me to tell my team and explain to the team, Hey, listen, in order for us to be successful and hit our goal this month, we need to have, so if we need to have, let's see, I'm going to do this math right here. 1100 plus 800 equals divided by four. Okay. We need to have 475 if people wait times, hold on times point eight, 380. We need to have 380 people in our group class attendance in order to hit our numbers. So then our girls that the administrators that work our concierge team, they can look, oh, are we going to hit that number? Are we going to be, we like to stay at about 400. So are we below 400? If we are, how can I get people in off the wait list? Are people canceling? So it's easier for them to look and be like, oh, I'm at 402. I'm good. Or I'm at 399. I need to get one more person in. Then talk about like this big, hairy, scary dollar amount. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Hey there, listeners. I wanted to interrupt the show just briefly to ask you one question. Do you have a system to track your new prospects or leads into your business? Or are you simply just overwhelmed by how to actually create that kind of system? You're asking yourself like, should it be paper and pen, a bunch of sticky notes on your desk or computer or a spreadsheet, but then how do you actually create that kind of spreadsheet? Well, here's a stat that I found very interesting. Businesses that have a system in place for tracking and following up on leads have a 47% higher conversion rate than those that do not. It's a staggering statistic. And HubSpot found that businesses that automate their lead follow-up process see a 10% or greater increase in revenue within six months. Easy work to bring more money into your business, all right? So this really emphasizes the importance of having an organized approach to lead tracking and a follow-up to maximize sales opportunities. So to take the stress and overwhelm and work out of that, I created a simple, easy to use lead tracker specifically for boutique wellness and fitness businesses, just like ours. And it's completely free. 
All you have to do is visit www.kristagurka.com slash leads, enter the promo code podcast and grab your free lead tracker today. Now let's get back into today's show. So that's how we back into it. We make it very, very, very binary. Now, what are some of the other things that we had on our initiatives, our quarterly review um, that we wanted to hit the quarter? So we had a program that was called open enrollment that we hit at the beginning of the year that was a total flop. And so what we did was we had to go back to the drawing board and figure out why we didn't hit the goal that we did. And we came up with a few things. One, we don't think we promoted it properly. We don't think we trained our team properly on how to promote it. And therefore, we didn't see the sales that we wanted to see. Now, the people that are currently in the program that we were selling are super happy and have told a lot of people about it. So I don't consider it a total loss because I think we're getting some good testimonials and things, but we can go back to the drawing board and I don't really look at it like a failure. I'm like, okay, didn't do great. What can we do differently now? How did we not set ourselves up for success? Okay. The other thing that we had on our initiative was our director of studio operations came back from maternity leave. So we were getting her schedule ramped up and promoting our teacher training program. This year, we decided to launch two teacher training programs, one in spring and one in summer. And we were able to fill our first cohort of Pilates teacher training at Pilates in the Grove. And so that was a success. We actually implemented a new system where we promoted a wait list for a long period of time. And we were able to fill our teacher training program with the people on the wait list, which makes our work and our launch and the ads, you know, any money we have to put behind ads and everything much more reasonable. So that was phenomenal. Um, what else did we, we did have someone that ended up resigning. So we had a shuffle in a little bit of staffing. However, we had, we were very fortunate to, to hire in at the end of the year. So we were able to bring on three team members that were available and ready and willing and able to step up into this role. We lost a full-time physical therapist. And so we had three people that were ready already to step up into the role, which is why I'm always a big believer in continuing to hire. So we have ads out all the time um, on LinkedIn and also sometimes on Indeed. And we always have it on our website that we're hiring and we're constantly getting um, resumes. And so oftentimes I bring people on board even before we need them in the event that this happens. Um, and then lastly, we ended up having something that I didn't anticipate. Um, I made the difficult decision for me to um, move away from our heavy executive leadership team revenue. So when I looked at the numbers and I looked at where I wanted to be in the business and that I wasn't really, I had decided that I wasn't in crazy growth mode anymore. I, I really don't think that I'm in the market to open another studio. I really want to maximize the earning potential of the four walls that we currently have and diversify our revenue streams in other ways. And so I made the decision, which was very difficult, and I pondered over it for many, many, many weeks to um, 
to uh, move away from having a chief operating officer. I did not feel at the time that the company and the revenue that we were bringing in warranted um, myself and then another high salaried executive plus a chief chief operating officer. So um, we moved away from that, which was a very, very difficult decision for me because I really liked this person. He was amazing at his job. He worked really well with the staff. The staff loved him. And so sometimes these are really hard and difficult decisions as business owners that you have to make for the betterment of the business and for what the business needs um, versus, you know, avoiding the difficult conversations kind of thing, right? So, however, Joshua is still involved in our coaching program. So he's still one of the coaches in the inner circle. So right now we have myself, we have Sarah, who's our virtual assistant, who helps all the businesses in the inner circle um, with virtual offerings. We also have Uncanny Content, Latasha, CEO of Uncanny Content, who drives our content strategy and copywriting for all the women in the group. We have Joshua, who can be a fractional COO. In fact, he does do that for some of the women in the inner circle mentorship. And now we've just brought on Danielle Hayden, who's the founder and CEO of Kickstart Accounting who um, goes over basically PL. A lot of what I talked about today, what does your PL tell you about your business and how can you make objective decisions to improve that or continue continue to do what your PL, like continue to bring in revenue, continue to be more profitable because everything, everything revolves around having a healthy, and sustainable business because sometimes high growth is not sustainable, which is really why I'm no longer in this high growth state right now. Um, just for right now, I don't know what's to come in a year or two years, but for right now, I'm not really looking to grow at this point. I'm looking to sustain and grow within the four walls. So I don't want to make this too, too long because I think this is this is a lot of information. However, that is how we do our quarterly reviews. And looking at that, we can tell if we're on budget or off budget. Are we like we look at real to actual numbers um, or budget to actual? And then we continue to update our forecast if necessary. So if you are interested in learning how you can do these kind of things for your business and are interested in joining our inner circle, I'm not sure if by the time this recording airs, enrollment will still be open or not, but at least go visit kristagurka.com slash mentorship. If it's no longer open, put yourself on the wait list or schedule a discovery call with me that you can do over at kristagurka.com slash discovery. I'm happy to hop on a 20 minute free call to see which of the programs is right for you. Um, I also have very, very, very minimal one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities available, but also Joshua um, is available for fractional COO services. Uncanny content is available for their services as is kickstart accounting as is Sarah from Catch Creative Labs, who's our virtual assistant. All right. So I hope that if you have not done a quarterly review yet, you do do one. All right. Even if you just look at a PL, just look at something, right? If you can't measure it, you can't improve it, all those sayings. And if you haven't set goals for 20, not 2022, for Q2, I advise, really, really encourage you to do that. Okay. It's really proven that if you set goals, you have something to reach for. 
It's what we focus on a lot in both our FitBiz foundations, which I'm extremely happy about. We had we had three members hit a $10,000 month for the first time in their business that's been open for less than a year. So I'm really, really, really excited for them. And that's all I have for you, ladies um, and gentlemen, if you're listening. If you want more information on all of my programs and how we utilize this information in our business, continue to listen to this podcast and go visit uh, my website, kristagurka.com. All right. And until next time, my friends, bye for now. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and interrupt this episode real quick. If you are enjoying what you're listening to and have listened to any other of my content and are interested in seeing if I would be the right person to help you grow, start, or even support you wherever you are on your fitness business journey, I invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me and see if we're the right fit to work with each other. You can go ahead and grab a time at www.kristagurka.com slash discovery. And I really look forward to chatting with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.